What's up, hockey and sports fans? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Drop a Puck Podcast. The latest news and information around the NHL with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. Welcome to episode number 18 of the Drop the Puck Podcast. My name is Justin Starr. As always, alongside me, Pedro Rodriguez. Pedro. What's going on, everyone? Uh, Pedro, we are super close. Like This is the closest we've ever been. Uh, I believe we are nine or ten days away. Ten days ten for days the away. Rangers, yeah. nine days for the regular season to start. Nine days away for the regular season to start. Our Rangers start in ten days. We have hockey back. We have been watching preseason. We'll get a little into the preseason. Uh, not much, though, because we're not going to go through every team's preseason. Uh, that's just crazy. Um, but, yeah, we're almost back. So we are – let's just, you know, let's get right into it. Uh, let's drop the puck. So Vinny LeCavier, he is having his number four put into the rafters uh, by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, it's going to be at the MLA Arena, obviously. They're home on February 10th. Uh, you know, I think it was a long time coming for Vinny LeCavier. I also see Marty San Louis ending up, you know, in the is he already in the rafters? He's already in there. Yeah, so he's, he's up already, there already. He's already up there. Yeah, that happened last season. Yes. Yeah. So okay. So scratch that. That happened last season, but um, long time coming. He was the number one pick in the 1998 NHL draft. Uh, you know, he had uh, 949 points uh, in 1,212 games with the Lightning, Flyers, and Kings. 421 goals, 528 assists. That's a pretty decent resume right there, Pedro. Yeah, nine hundred and forty-nine points, close to a thousand, and obviously he won the Stanley, the Cup. Stanley Cup in two thousand four with Tampa, um, and yeah, a solid. He was a solid player. Uh, you know what else? He's a he won the Rocket good Richard. leader. Rocket Richard is a great leader as well. Uh, one of the great leaders the NHL has probably ever seen. Um, yeah, and it's a great honor for him, and obviously for Tampa as he joins Marty San Louis. His teammate for a long time in Tampa both of them will be hanging up in the Raptors number four will join number 26 and yeah I mean good good for Le Cavalier like you said he played for the Flyers the Kings and obviously the Tampa Bay Lightning and do you think his play really fell off the grid when he was with the Flyers at the end of his career like Le Cavalier was always a player that I was you know scared of Right. Like when when the Rangers were going up against him, like oh great, here comes the Cavier. Right. When he was with the Flyers, I really wasn't. He was like a third or fourth line center for them, and I mean I don't know how much he produced, but I don't think right. it was. And maybe that's a reason why he's like you know what, it's time to you know hang up the hang up the skates because what he's only uh, thirty seven. So I mean, hey, well you know I I just think it's just you you know some guys just don't last as long as the league as others. And obviously we saw Marty Stanley play until he was, what, 40, I believe. And, uh, you know, he was still solid. I think he still could have played another year or two. But as for the Cavalier, you know, he like, yeah, I, I would agree. I think he slowed down in, in Philadelphia. And uh, he saw, he towards the end of his tenure in Tampa, I believe, he's, you know, he really started to slow down, obviously. And the Flyers, he slowed down more. He picked it up a little bit with the Kings um, mm-hmm. when, he, when he joined L.A., but after that, it's just, you know, he knew what, he wasn't going to find a spot in the league. The league got faster. He got slower. Um, and that's it. I mean, he you know, he deserves this honor. He's one of the best players in Lightning history. And obviously, he helped the team win their first Stanley Cup in 2004. And, yeah, like I said, great leader. And, you know, I wish him all the best. As uh, our boy Travis would say, stick taps to uh, Vinny LeCavier. Stick taps. Uh, so let's uh, go on to the next topic. 
we have the Kings and Canucks in China. So, this, I, I saw some pictures, and it was scary, man. Like, it was like, I don't know where I saw the pictures, but there was pictures where they were on the ice, and you couldn't even see the players. It was it was like foggy and like really? yeah oh yeah like the the air and everything in China was just like god awful it was like you were like in like uh, Call of Duty or something with like the mist and the fog and everything uh, but the Kings played the Vancouver Canucks uh, on uh, Saturday and the Kings won four three in a shootout so hey the the Chinese fans got to see a shootout game they which did. is which is nice they got to see you know the whole kit and caboodle of the NHL. Um. Yeah, I it, the I the, think the main reason for this was you know reaching out to the people in China, um, and I mean trying to reach new fans in a country of one point three billion people, that's right. pretty nutty. Uh, I know they would have. I forgot when the Rangers went over in that. Did they go over to Russia and they played in that that, that trophy? Pro, yeah, it was in Prague, right? Prague. Where they were in that tournament. Yeah, and they ended up winning, but it was like against a bunch of random teams. Yeah, it was actually against one of uh, Henrik Lundqvist's old team for Lunda back in Sweden. There and, you go. Uh, yeah, that was so. It's you know reaching. Fun. It was reaching yeah, out. They're just trying to expand the game, you know, overseas. How many days did they spend in China? I believe they. Was it a week? I believe so. Uh, you know, and, and again, it's also a good team, you know, bonding experience for the team. Um, you know, obviously, you know, uh, we saw pictures of the Kings players visiting the Great Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I just think it's a great bonding experience for, for them and good for the young guys who were playing as well. And, uh, yeah, like you said, the fans got to see a shootout, even though it wasn't – even though the Canucks were, I believe, were up 3-1 going into the third. And the Canucks came uh, – and the Kings came back and actually won the game in the shootout. Um, but I believe they played two games there, and the Kings took both. But, uh, yeah, um, good experience for them. I think it's great for the game and great for the game to expand, especially that they're not going to the Olympics yeah. over in Pyongyang in South Korea. So, yeah, I think it's good for the for the league to expand. And, you know, maybe we'll see a couple more games in China, you know, maybe Japan or, you know, some of those other Asian countries. But I believe there's – now, I could be totally wrong, but in the KHL, I believe either China or Japan recently got their own hockey team. For the KHL, uh, I don't quote me on it. Um, yeah, uh, Chinese expansion team. Uh, Chinese expansion team. It's HC Kunlun Red Star, and they're in the Continental Hockey League, and they're from they're China. Their head coach is Mike Keenan. Really? Yes. So that shows you where That's the where Mike Mister Mike Keenan had uh, has gone, and it's in Beijing. So I'm I'm assuming that they played at their arena. Because they played in Beijing, right. Korean, uh, correct? Uh, Korean, <laughs> correct. Uh, yeah, they played in uh, in Beijing, Beijing right? and yeah. um, oh man, I'm blanking out again. So um, I'm assuming the Kunlun Red Stars and Shanghai hosted, hosted you know the two teams and yeah. allowed them to play there uh, during their time. So hey, hockey, China, feel the buzz, just feel it, feel it, gotta um, feel it. Next up, great feel. Let's uh, move on to the next topic. This is a Rangers topic, everyone. Um, this just broke, I believe, today or uh, yes, today. today. Yeah, so uh, it just broke today uh, before we recorded. Uh, Elaine Vigneault came out and said that he retracted his statement of JT Miller, uh, JT Miller starting the season at center 
rather, he's going to have him start at wing, which can only mean one thing. One of the young guys, or both young guys, are going to get a chance. And they're going to be on the opening art, not opening night roster. So I just want your opinions on that. I mean, from what I've seen, Lias Anderson can work himself into, you know, some forced errors. Right. I mean, it, it, it's on him. It's totally, you know, he's pushing the puck where he shouldn't be, just trying to create a play that's not there. Uh, Heedles looked, I think, tremendous in my eyes. Uh, so I just want your opinion. I know they have, they both have that entry-level contract in which they can both get nine games uh, up in up, up at the uh, NHL level and then get sent down without having to, you know, burn any of their uh, years on the entry-level contract. So, um, with, you know, with Jesper Fostown, I mean, I know he's he, he's not... I, I guess they replace him, but then DeHarnay has been playing really well. So, there's now that we've, we've had this, you know, situation at center, and now it's... I mean, it's not the best logjam, but it's kind of becoming a little center logjam. Don't... Um... You know that that's a good point, and uh, obviously I have a quote here. Uh, credit Dan Rosen from NHL.com who tweeted this. Um, he stated, "Now that the Rangers, J.T. Miller is scheduled to start the season on the wing, that's per Elaine Vigneault, and play if young center Anderson and Heathel or not or Nieves And again." Credit to Dan Rosen again and what AV said. It says it's a possibility uh, Anderson and, and Heathel could start the season in New York, both likely to play tonight against the Flyers and obviously tomorrow yeah, against the Flyers as well, tomorrow. which they impressed. Um, and it's it'll be interesting because, you know, you could move DeHarnay to the wing. You can't forget you're not starting the season with Jesper Faust. Yep. Um, you know, I, I mean, I could see Nieves playing um, – Vinny Luteri, I, I, I don't see Luteri. I don't it. see him staying. I could see him going back to the AHL, even though he, I think he's played well in the preseason. Uh, so I can see it be Zabanajad one, Hayes two, Anderson three, and Heathel at four. And honestly, I don't mind it. Um, you know, the Rangers are obviously going to for the first nine games, right? Like, and uh, you know, the Rangers are going to rely heavily on their D and mm-hmm. Lundqvist. Yep, no doubt about it. Lundqvist has a sand on his head this season. Um, but honestly, you never know. This can, you know, what's the worst that could happen, really? You know, Zibanejad, obviously, I believe could be that number one guy. Hayes has got to step up his game. And you got to look for the big guys. You know, Rick Nash going on a contract year. A guy who's said he wants to score 30 mm-hmm. goals this season. Yep. Uh, and, to break records. Yeah. And, you know, hey. I, I, I hope, these. I, honestly, these two guys deserve a chance. I, I believe they do. And they played that well. They remind me of when we, we kept Anthony Duclair. On the um, you know uh, the first terrible. the first nine games of his uh, entry level contract, and uh, he should have stayed. <laughs> but I'm not gonna get into that. We'll not get into Anthony um, Duclair. But I love how Vigneault said he's not opposed to starting two you know the season with two 18 year olds on opening night, which you know he has. I, it it Av's always one to they've already they've always said that he he doesn't like to go with the youngsters. He loves to trust his veterans. You know, we, we saw it last year in the playoffs with Brady Shea, where Brady Shea was arguably our best defenseman in the Ottawa series, and he had two goals in the one game, and then in the last three minutes, I think he played maybe 30 seconds of ice time. So, Well, now he's a veteran. Well, now he's, yeah, he's a <laughs> now veteran he's a now. Vet he, after he, a year after yeah, he's a vet now. But uh, so, I, I, hope, I hope AV is kind of changing a little leaf and giving more trust in the young guys. You have to let the young guys learn. Absolutely. And the it, only way to improve is by learning. 
Right. So you don't learn by not playing. Correct. So, so I'm just hoping I, he I, figures that out. Uh, and then it's, it's tough with him because, like you said, he relies on his vet guys. Mr. Mark Stall and Nicole. Who Nicolden. are your vets? I mean, you're, you have a young team. I mean, you have well, now Nash, the vets, obviously. The vets now are Kreider. Kreider, yeah. Hayes, even VZ and Buchnevich. Miller. Miller. You know, the, the guys that literally have a year under their belt, that they're in. Like, that's it. So, so now that it's time for them to step up and look forward. And honestly, I, you know, Matt Zuccarello said it best about Filipito, and he, he said the kid has great hockey sense. I mean, it's crazy. And he said, you know, he's actually learning something from him about his hockey IQ, and I think it's insane. Yeah, and so I also, this I'm just reading on NHL.com, uh, Dan Rosen, uh, the Rangers haven't had an 18-year-old on their roster since goaltender Dan Blackburn. And they haven't had an 18-year-old skater since Manny Mahultra, which is crazy, pretty nuts. Yeah, um, and, and you know we, we didn't trade Stepan and Ranta for nothing, and so then this, we, this so, guy's a top 10 pick. No, yeah, he, you know Leah Sanderson. So and they said that the Rangers reached on him. Yeah, they wanted him. They they wanted him. He was ranked, I believe, were actually Filipino was ranked in the 2025 range. So. You know, those are the dogs upstairs. You know, they're trying to agree with us. Yeah, if you, but, if you uh, hear them, I don't know if you hear them. Um, yeah, uh, you know, he was projected to be in that 2025 range, and he goes, moves up to seven. So the Rangers obviously had an eye on him, and he, he looks like that guy. So I don't, I think you should give him a shot. And then I read something on Twitter, so I'm going to shout out uh, Kevin Delury. Uh, he he wrote on Twitter, the Anderson-Heedle combo making the Rangers opening night roster would be very reminiscent of 1991 when both Almonte and Waite did it. So that's kind of, you know, cool to think about. But then I, I think it was Adam Herman or someone that said, uh, oh, and then they're going to go and trade him away. We'll win the cup <laughs> in two years, and then we'll have seven years of, you know, black. The, 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 the Crap again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's just... uh, so, yeah, uh, that's that's it on that. Well, we're going to, you know, watch the game heavily. Uh, we're going to watch, yep. you know, tonight's game heavily uh, against the Flyers. By the time this is out, the game had already passed. Uh but yeah, let's move on to the next topic. We have um, who Travis uh, says it, the team's falling off the uh, wagon. The Montreal Canadiens, yeah. Um, and you know, other people are saying it too. They they should be worried. They don't know what's going on over the there. The head coach is saying it. He said his yeah. the players are making it easy for him. They're making it easy to choose this team, and that's kind of upsetting when a when a head coach tells you that. You know, you want to make it tough for the coach, and they want to make a tough decision. And he says it's the easiest to like it's it's an easy decision for this team to for them to make a team because no they're playing like crap. Up. They're zero yeah. four in preseason. Yeah, no one's like it's, it's crazy. Uh, but uh, Jonathan Druin is day to day with an upper body injury. Yeah, I know it's not much news, but there's not that much news. So yeah, uh, we're, we're just we're we're throwing whatever out there. Uh, Druin should be expected to be fine. You know, barring anything, maybe they're sweeping something under the rug. I have no idea. Uh, I'm not expecting that to be the case. Um, I haven't been watching much of Montreal, but apparently Carey Price doesn't really look good, uh, and just the whole team in general. Uh, so, hey, Travis, right now your your little prediction is looking good, uh, but the regular season has yet to start. So we will hold off on that until then. Um, I just want to mention sure. something. Go for it. Igor Shistorsky. Oh, yeah. Shistorsky. Oh, I know. Yeah. This guy's 10-0. and 0. I know. And They're undefeated. His... We're talking about Scott St. Petersburg, by the way, in the KHL. Uh, the Rangers' uh, top goaltending prospect, Igor Shostorkin. He is 10-0 and right now. 
and he is a I saw he's a beast. I saw a crazy stat on his records, and it's are you trying to look for it? Right it's now? disgusting. No, like, he, he it's, last year he last season he posted like a a nineteen two and three record. I'm talking about his career record, just in general in the KHL. I I saw it on Twitter, and I just thought it was mind boggling, and. He's, he's the next believe. one. He's the next one, man. I just can't believe that he's not here yet. Well, he signed a contract over there. He, I he's, know, he's but there for at least another two years. Yikes! I mean, honestly, Hank, if you want to retire, go. Like, leave. You can retire. No, he, he is. He is a stud. He is I mean, a complete stud. It's it's crazy what his stats were. I, I it's just mind boggling to me. Like it's seventy five games played, forty seven wins, yeah, twelve losses. Like what? I, I and his and his goals against is a one point two five. Well, he's you also have to. I, I he's playing very well, but also look at the team that's playing in front of him. I know when you have Cole they Chuck they are are they are arguably the best team in the KHL. They're undefeated right now. They haven't lost a game in the regular because season because of this guy. <laughs> it's all because, because of, of Igor. It's Prince Igor Shostorkin. Because of him. Uh, so let's um, move on to the final topic. Yes, it's a short episode, but we wanted to get something out there for you guys. Uh, Hockeyville. Yes. Hockeyville, Pedro. Um, now, they had the – I think it's Kraft, correct? Yes, it was Kraft Hockeyville. Kraft yeah. Hockeyville. It was the – you know, they did the contest where, you know, various um, – what is it? Various towns – uh, across America, yeah, you know, yeah, they put in like a video or something like that, to see, that, like why they deserve to be the Hockeyville um, winners. And this winner was the Penguins this season, and uh, well, not the Penguins, but the Penguins played in the a game. Pennsylvania, with the Blues. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, a Pennsylvania um, town, and it was Belly Vernon. If, excuse me if I'm not saying that right, but. Uh, yeah, they won, and they get $150,000 in arena upgrades, which is awesome. And they they get to see an NHL uh, preseason game. But unfortunately, it, was, like two, two. it was not played there uh, because they were not ready for that big of a game in any, and for the NHL. So uh, it actually it? took place at UP, UPMC Lemieux Sports Complex in, in uh, Cranberry, Pennsylvania. So that's obviously where the Penguins hosted the Blues, and the Blues beat the Penguins 4-1. to one. In front of 2,150 fans. Imagine that going from a crowd of 20,000 to five, to 2,000 people. Uh, hey, they, they. I think that's honestly pretty cool. They started there, man. Yeah, that's, that's where everyone bringing, started. It's bringing it back uh, to but the yeah, memories. they they had like a weekend of festivities. I think the Penguins were there all weekend. Yeah. Uh, which you know it's a cool thing. Um, obviously we couldn't make it there, but I'm just looking at the pictures right now, and just like it's like they're literally like playing in like if we went to a Sable Connect yeah, like you know, a hockey game. I mean, they they have stands and the rinks by us just have like you know those those slobs of whatever concrete, right? The three slobs of concrete, but yeah, it, it's cool. Um, I mean, I don't think any Long Island any Long Island's you know complex will probably ever win the. No, we're not that good. Hockeyville because there's just way too many in you and know, Minnesota. There's actually, there's actually a game going on right now as we speak. Um, the Devils are actually hosting the Senators in a game. Um, uh, I didn't know that. Yes, and I believe it's in Rhode Island, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's in Rhode Island. Um, again, this game was also supposed to be played in an arena, but it's played in a different one, unfortunately, due to um, arena concerns. Um, so, 
Yeah, the Devils are actually winning four nothing in the first. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. So, you know, good for the Devils. I think this is good for hockey as well. You know, getting the kids involved and make making them pursue their dream in hockey. And you know, obviously, some arenas need upgrades. And you know, for like I said, for kids to pursue that. And uh, yeah, you know, good for them. And um, you know, hopefully, they can continue that. And I don't want. I want to get it right. So. What are you looking for? Um, the Belle Vern, uh, Vernon Arena, is it that? Yeah, the yeah. Oh well, more oh well, more than 2010 practice at the uh, Bell Ver, uh, Vernon Arena. I don't know if that's exactly where they won, um, but yeah, um, guys, super slow week. I mean, the preseason you know has begun. I'm sure everyone's watching their favorite teams. Um, we are. Sorry, it's not in Rhode Island. I don't know why. It's in Canada. Oh, there you <laughs> so go. So, Senators are hosting it. So, it's a small town, Prince Edward Island in Canada. Um, so, they get, I believe it's $100,000 for arena upgrade. Yep. And, obviously, host a preseason game. So, no, that's awesome. It's for both countries, you know, for the United States and for Canada. And with everything else going on here in the United States, with every other sport going on with... Yep. politics and all that and you know obviously we saw hockey get involved with that well actually um, let's Pittsburgh. bring that let's bring that up um are we getting john, political on this no with john tortorella yes came out and said uh you know if i see one of my players sitting down for the national anthem he's sitting there the rest of the game he he's Look. he's not moving he's sitting in that exact spot for the rest of the game and he is not playing an ounce of hockey look um no, we're not going to try to get political, but you know he's, he's and then you know we have the this, Pittsburgh Penguins saying that they're going to go and visit Donald Trump uh, after you know all the other championship teams right um, turned down those offers. Look, um, again, p- politics aside, um, you know the office of the presidency is something that's very high, mm-hmm. and you're 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 president of. The United States of America. I mean, this is the most free country in the world, and uh, you know, you you really got to take that seriously. And uh, you know, it's 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 a tough topic because I I can see both sides of it. Um, I can see why people, why players in the NFL or players like Steph Curry and LeBron James who spoke out against them. Um, I can see why called President Trump a bum. Well, again, politics aside. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a tough situation, and it's it, it kind of sucks that we have to see this happen. And but now, Mike, see, like, so, like we said, politics aside, but if you were John Tortorello, would you even like was that comment necessary? I don't think it was. No, because I don't like, think it was necessary like, at all. Like I said, you know, yeah, the Penguins agreed that they're going to go and visit President Trump. But then all of a sudden, John Tortorella has to butt in and say, "If one of my players isn't, you know, is, isn't standing right. up, like you don't need to mention that. Absolutely, you weren't even involved in the situation, and you just exerted yourself into the media Correct. with a statement like that. Look, it was unneeded. Um, I, 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 I agree. I, I don't believe that's the right thing to say. Um, I don't believe that players should be suspended. Players should be fined for anything like this. Um. It was obviously mentioned by President Trump that players should be suspended or mm-hmm. fined for everything, um, but you live in a free country, and it's the like I said, it's the mo- it's the freest country in the world, mm-hmm. and the Constitution does say freedom of speech, and this is what the players are doing. They are expressing their freedoms, and 
I see it for, like I said, I see it from both ways. I see why players are doing it, but I also see why they're not. Uh, why players are standing up and respecting yeah, and the flag, respecting the national anthem, because there's people fighting overseas for this country, and people see it that way, but some people are voicing it too much towards the president of the United States, mm-hmm. and obviously everyone, majority of the people don't like the president, um, and I get that, and, uh, you know, it's it's a tough situation, because now you don't have the Golden State Warriors going um, to the White House, um, like you said before, you have LeBron James calling the president a bum, mm-hmm. and a lot of people calling him a bum. Right, and you know, I just think it's a little weird. I know we're not a basketball podcast, but you know, when you have Steph Curry coming out saying you're not going to go to the White House, and then you have Trump tweet an hour later, I believe, yeah. or something like that, saying that you're uninvited. Yeah. Um, sorry, bud. Uh, you, you were. He just doesn't want to go. You don't have to come on top and say that he's uninvited. And I, I but don't... it's good for the Penguins. I mean, you know, the Penguins like they. If the, it's, I don't think they're going because of him. They're going to respect the office of the presidency. Yeah. And this, obviously, it's a, it should be an honor to go to the White House. It should be an honor to do it, regardless who's in office. Um, so, you know, good, good for Golden State for sticking up for what they believe, but good for the Penguins for respecting the office of the presidency and doing what they have to do. And, and that's it. I want to also add, I don't think we're going to see much protest at all in the NHL just because so many players are from overseas. Like the NFL, you have right. majority Americans. Right. right. In the NBA, the same thing. Correct. So, I mean, baseball, there was that one guy from the Oakland A's that was the first baseball player to do it. But baseball, a lot of players are from overseas. Right. So I really don't think that this whole, you know, this whole peaceful, you know, public of, you know, whatever they're doing here, I don't think that's going to show up much in the NHL at all. So I really that's why I don't think John Tortorella needed to even really say what he said. A lot of hockey players are Canadian. A lot of hockey players are Russian. A lot of hockey players are Swedish. And yeah, there are a lot of American hockey players. The Rangers have a lot of American hockey players. Right. But I don't think that this will be shown no, in the NHL. It'll be interesting because it only takes one guy. Yeah, and, I guess. But you know, who's going to be that guy? So we saw Colin Kaepernick do it last year because of the police brutality. And now... A, a year later, it spilled over to this, and obviously, it's two different occasions. You know, some people believe this is because of race, and some people believe this is because of the president of the United States. And you know, I going back to John Tortorella's comments, they weren't I, needed. I, they weren't needed. Um, players can express the way they feel. You know, if you're a citizen of this country, regardless if you're a citizen or not, you still have freedoms, mm-hmm. and you have a freedom of speech, and. You know, the fact that it's his team, he can do what he wants, it's his team, but, uh, you know, I disagree with him, and, you know, players have the right the way to speak their minds, and the way they want to protest, they can protest, but, you know, now players will be a little intimidated if you're a Columbus Blue Jacket to do it, because you'll be sitting your ass on the bench. For and the who's going to want to play for him? Well, there you go. You know, Free the, agents coming in. And, you know, it's it's tough. Uh, but I have another question. Yep. So, uh, just, I have my, uh, over at Blue Line Station, uh, dot com. We're having our a few of us are in a fantasy hockey league and your boy has the first overall pick. It's gotta be Connor McDavid, right? No question. Why, no question, why right? would you even ask that question? I was I was just having you solidify my answer. Yeah, I mean yeah. Uh easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah, I I, I mean I mean it's a, it's I guess it's a one two punch with him at Crosby. But uh I would go young because Ooh, you, you know what? 
No, I'll go with Connor McDavid. I oh, I, I already have Connor McDavid set. In my Connor head. McDavid. But yep. with my luck, Connor, you might be going down with an injury just because that's my luck. Uh, so sorry in advance that I drafted you in my fantasy hockey league. Nah, you should be fine. Yeah, definitely Connor McDavid first overall. Uh, yeah. So Blue Line Station boys, you you heard it here. Uh, Connor McDavid is coming to Team Star. So sorry, not sorry. How many people are in that league? Uh, there are ten of us. There's ten of us in the league. Uh, I don't want to give away a secret, but. You should, I know who should draft second if you still open. Yeah? Yeah. I mean... Should I give it out? Yeah, why not? You got to draft Brent Burns. Second? Second has to be Brent Burns. Second round if he's still there. That's the, end, that's the tail end of the second round. Mm-hmm. It's a snake. It's a you snake. It's then. a snake. So I, I, I draft first. Right. And then I draft like 20th. Hmm. So I got to really... It's, you so know, you'll get the last pick in the round? I'll get the first in the first. Oh, brutal. Last in the second. Okay. First in the third. Last in the fourth. And so on and so forth. Uh, I would probably draft a defenseman second. Um, either him, honestly, I wouldn't mind like a guy. I know he's on the Rangers, but Kevin Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk. I mean, you know, he put up twenty five plus points on the power play the last points, couple seasons. Assist. Yeah. Assists. You know, I mean. Who knows? I we'll mean, see. I don't know who's going to be on your board, but... We'll see. Justin Starr's got a draft tonight, and uh, oh. he's got a, you know... It's today? Yeah, it's at 9.15 tonight. Ooh. Yeah, so definitely I'll, uh, Connor McDavid. I'll, I'll keep you updated on who I'm picking and how that goes. Uh, but yeah, you know, short episode. We're about to, you know, hit the 30-minute mark. Um, but yeah, next week, well, technically, well, nine days away. So a little more than a week. Regular season hockey, baby. Uh, feel the rush. It is back. Uh, finally, uh, Yarmir Yager is still not signed. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Yarmir Yager is still not signed to an NHL contract. I'm going to go berserk. Uh, hey, training camp's still open, so, uh, he, he's, so he's, he's still got a week. Yeah, uh, yeah. My, my 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 hope meter is diminishing <laughs> every single day. Every single day. <laughs> uh, yes, there's still hope. There's always hope for Yarmir Yager. And he can rise from the dead and play hockey, for all I know. And obviously Matt Duchesne. Duchesne. You know, we don't know what's going on with teams him yet. apparently revolving around Matt Duchesne. And this is from TSN and uh, Darren Drager. And, you know, eight teams. You had the, you pretty much you had all of the Canadian teams, actually. You had Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Montreal, Ottawa. Uh, and then Columbus was another team. Uh no one wants him because the asking price is way too high still. still. It is still way too high. And uh, Drager said that the Senators were very aggressive on him, but the asking price is just ridiculous. I believe it's a, a player, a prospect, and a first-round pick. And that's like a solidified player. Correct. Not and like, a solid And prospect. a solidified prospect, yeah. That's nuts. Um, but if you, go read, uh, if you go read my article over at my most recent article over at BlueLineStation.com, I did a New York Ranger simulation uh this season in uh nhl 18 i decided to be a different team just so the rangers could you know make the trades right. like the computer can make the trades and whatever at the deadline the rangers did acquire matt duchene <laughs> for who can you guess for what Ooh, um putting uh, you on the spot here uh if you read my article you would have known I, I did actually you did i did but i don't remember who the players were it was. Well, you texted it to me. Hold it on. was Anthony, give me, give Anthony, me. Anthony D'Angelo yes. and a first round pick. Brutal. I'd do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. So, but the uh, the Rangers ended up losing in the first round. 
to who? To the Columbus Blue Jackets in seven games. That sounds realistic. They they were you know they were ahead of Columbus. Were they finished in the Metro? They were ahead of Columbus, and they were in second. Columbus was in third, and then in the last three games of the season, the Rangers lost all three. Columbus jumped them for home ice, and they lost Game Seven in Columbus in the first round of the playoffs. Brutal. So that just shows you every game matters. There you go. Uh, so <laughs> it, was a dis- it, was, it was a disappointing season, and Rick Nash didn't re-sign in the offseason. Ooh, where'd he go? Uh, I didn't get that far. I just uh. know he didn't sign with them. They couldn't afford him. He wanted that much? Yeah, he wanted like six. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, they, well. they, couldn't, they couldn't afford him. Uh, but yeah, that's it for uh, this week. Uh, please, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, followers on Twitter, we need more. Straight up, we, we, we need more followers. Uh, so if you can retweet out our links, uh, anything, uh, Instagram, whatever, uh, Facebook for all I know, if you're friends with me on Facebook, uh, just share share our links. Um, yeah, other than that, we have hockey regular season hockey coming back. Me and Pedro are going to go watch the Rangers preseason game right now. So... Yeah, uh, we will see you guys next week. See ya. See ya, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Drop the Puck Podcast with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. On Facebook and Twitter at Drop the Puck Pod. We'll catch you next time, NHL fans, on the Drop the Puck Podcast.